Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The Final Furlong Podcast with Emma Kennedy is proudly brought to you by All About Sunday, the ultimate racehorse ownership experience. Download the app and get involved today. All About Sunday, we love racing. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kalugi also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK. Join us now at kalugisportsbook.co.uk. Welcome to the show. It's the greatest show on turf. The marquee of the flat season is within sight. A week of top-class racing at Royal Ascot. And I'm delighted to say that a man who will hopefully be having a massive hand in how the races shape out joins me now, the master of Valley Doyle, Aidan O'Brien. Aidan, you're very welcome back to the Final Forum podcast. Hey, thank you, uh, MSS. It's a pleasure. And thank you so much for taking the time to join us as well. Uh, congratulations on setting the record for classic winners in the UK with Tuesday. Just a brief word on her. How has she come out of the race? Yeah, seems to be fine, Emma. It obviously hasn't done much since, uh, but everything uh, so far seems uh, good with her. Very, very exciting prospect for the rest of the season as well. Uh, speaking of exciting prospects, you've got uh, an incredible team of juveniles. You normally do, but this year just seems particularly strong. Um, and we'll start with the Coventry because you've got a phenomenal record in the race and it's the first two-year-old race to talk about. So Blackbeard, 
is currently very prominent in the betting and Age of Kings. Are they the two you're, you're looking at running? Because the other two look to have more pace. Yeah, no, I, they would be the two, I suppose, um, that are most on the radar at the moment. Uh, um, obviously, Blackbeard has ran three times and uh, we were very happy with him the last day. We, we thought he was very impressive. And then Age of uh, Kings have won very nicely his second run um, back at the car as well. So, uh, no, couldn't be happier with, with both of them, really, especially uh, with their last runs. Yeah, Blackbeard has looked the absolute business, but I have to say I was really taken with Age of Kings on his debut. Yeah. I, I thought he, he ran a, a cracker on debut, but that was a terrific performance last time. Yeah, he was very green the, the first day and he was all over the place. And uh, even though, he, like you said, he ran a very good race, we were a bit uh, disappointed with him. Um, but obviously it looked like he learned a lot and uh, he was very sweet and professional the last day and uh, he was very good, especially the last furlong where uh, he really quickened uh, at the Corral. And he's a kingman, so he knows all about winning at, at Ascot. Uh, and of, of course, uh, Blackbeard very much bred for the job as well, being a, a known name ever. That then brings us to Little Big Bear and, and the Antarctic. Um, how are you going to split those two up? Yeah, I suppose um, Little Big Bear is still in the mix for the Coventry. Um, um, we just have to get a little bit closer. But he's a very fast horse, and if he didn't go there, he could go to the Windsor Castle. Um, fast horse as well. We were just a little bit disappointed he got beat first time, but uh, he kind of produced uh, what we thought he would uh, the second time. We thought he'd do that first time. For some reason, he didn't, um, but won very easy the next time. And uh, um, Ryan always uh, thinks he's a lot of speed. Shane showed him the second time was very happy. Um, the Antarctic was always going to the Norfolk. Obviously, he's a brother to Batash. He's a very fast horse. Um, he doesn't really know how fast he is yet because we've been very much keeping the lid on him and we didn't want him to get lit up. Uh, obviously, we knew what Batash can do when he when he got excited. So we've been very much training him physically more than mentally. Um, up to now, first two runs, we were keeping him asleep, and uh, uh, but he won twice. Um so uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, he's going to be more up for this time. Uh, we think he's very fast, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does do in the Norfolk. Yeah, he's a very exciting prospect as well. And and as you said, being a brother to Batash uh, doesn't put any pressure on his shoulders whatsoever. The fact that you know how difficult it was for Connections to keep the lid on him and that they had to geld him. Uh, have you seen any traits like that with this fellow, or have you taken, because of, of knowing that family line... Uh, and how how much connections spoke about it at, at Shadwell um, for His Highness Sheikh Hamdan Al Maktoum? Has there been a case of just you've been able to, to take corrective measures before anything has popped up? Yeah, I suppose, and, and obviously uh, we we know how quick he is uh, and how quick his mind, how fast his mind works. Um, obviously, um, and having the experience of watching Batash in in in, in all his runs, um, we know. Um, uh, why Batash was so fast because this horse has the same quickness but obviously we would just kind of keep his mind in slow motion all the time so that we wouldn't get to that stage but the time is going to come when he's going to get there himself and anyway, we won't be able to stop it but he, he's very quick uh, through everything he does uh, he's very sharp minded and uh, we just have to be careful just to keep the lid on him really um, like I say he, he's very fast from A to B um, He's won his two races and he hasn't really woke up yet, but obviously he's going to have to get a little shake the next day and, and this will be uh, interesting and exciting to see what does happen. Yeah, 100% it will. Uh, he's going to be the, the main hope so for the Norfolk uh, and that then just leaves you with the decision to make over Little Big Bear. He could go for the Coventry 
or the Windsor Castle, as, as you were saying. Um, but it looks as though we can look forward to seeing Age of Kings and uh, and Blackbeard, two very, very exciting horses in, in the Coventry, and Little Big Bear might join them. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And uh, uh, if some of those horses didn't go, one might stay back for the railway to Corrigh, uh Irish Derby weekend, you know. So um, we were just getting, like, obviously we have to get a little bit closer to the day with all those things. But they, like you said, they're all the things that are in the mix and they're the horses that are, are uh, we're looking at for those races at the moment. Okay. You, you've also got a, a fantastic record in the Chesham and it looks as though you've got a massive gun to fire here as well uh, in Alfred Munnings, who was so impressive at Leopardstown by Dubawi out of Best in the World, so beautifully bred as well and looks every inch of it. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a very exciting horse. Uh, we didn't really mean to start him so early, but he came and wanted to start and we had to go with it. Um, he always does, uh, has done everything very well at home and all his work. Um, he's obviously a brother to Snowfall and he's by the Bowie. So um, this was the race, was always going to uh, land nicely for him, we thought. Um, so um, he's he's obviously another exciting horse. Um, um, and... Uh, He's come out of Leperstown well and, and uh, looking forward to seeing him run now as well. This is one of the things I love about this time of year when you're seeing these really exciting bread and the purple horses uh, strutting their stuff in group company at Ascot. It's a it's a very, very exciting time and he's going to be well up there. You've got two exciting fillies as well. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if, if both will, will go. Uh, Mediate has created a very striking impression on her starts to date, uh, winning both. Um, and then you've got Statuette, who was incredibly impressive uh, by Justify out of Immortal Verse which makes her a half-sister to Tenebrisium uh, a group winning two-year-old for you obviously uh, will both head to Royal Ascot? Um, it's possible uh, obviously we're trying to uh, uh, decide as late as possible with Statuette because she's such a big filly and really what she did she shouldn't have been able to do this early at all and she was like uh, the other horse uh, arrived and wanted to run and we let her run uh, um, obviously, we knew she was a filly with a lot of ability, um, but she showed it to everybody what she could do, really. Uh, it is possible if she does not go, she will go to Irish Derby weekend for a filly's race. Um, she's obviously only had the one run, and she's massive. And uh, um, So every week goes by, it will suit her better. Um, maybe yes, it has won twice. Uh, she won very easy first time at Cur and then improved nicely to win over six at Nace. Uh, she's a filly. Um, probably has more experience and is more of a two-year-old than to justify Philly. Um, uh, so it, it, the plan is for her to go there at the moment, definitely, if everything is well with her. Um, and uh, we'll decide a little bit later about the other Philly. But um, uh, no, we're very happy with, with both of them, really. And just a quick line on, on Statuette's Stallion, Justify. Uh, are, are they showing you uh, at home the kind of traits that he displayed on the track, being a a triple crown winner because I know that John Magner did a a talk for the Australian bloodstock industry. Um, I think it was a year ago, and he said that all the best all the best mares at Coolmore were going to justify that could go to him because he has so much belief in him, uh, and that's been backed up in, in sales prices as well. Uh, are they showing you the right kind of feel at home, Aiden? Yeah, they are. They're, they look very exceptional. They're probably doing things that they shouldn't be doing, really. And and this really is a total example of it. Like she's a very very she's. 16-3 actually and she's only a two-year-old and she's only a baby and we saw what she's able to do and what she did at Navin to a, a decent filly. So really what they're doing is, is uh, probably extra special at, at the moment and I think it's, it's going to be very exciting going forward. 
she's going to be high on a lot of people's shortlists, uh, as should Mediate as well. Um, let's switch to your older horses and we'll, we'll double back to your, your three-year-olds. Uh, the feature race of the entire week is going to be the Gold Cup. Yates stands alone as the only four-time winner, but that will be challenged by Stradivarius going for four. But you might be responsible for the horse who stops him in his quest um, because you've got Kiprios, who just seems to be really thriving um, as, a, as an older horse. Yeah, he's always a horse we thought was going to suit cup distances. We had him in Ascot last year and we for the Marlin Six Three Year Old race and he just got out under the stalls before the gates open and he didn't get to run anymore uh, that year. Obviously we were looking forward to him as a ledger horse and uh, obviously when that happened he didn't run. Um so he's a horse we always thought could be a cup horse. He, he has class, he stays, he's relaxed, he handles fast ground, he's he's uh, genuine, he's brave and he has all the things. So um, we're looking forward to running him. He's had his two trials, uh, kind of two trials that we usually run in on the way up to the Gold Cup and both of them had went well. So we're looking forward to seeing him run. Yeah, and the vintage crop obviously has been a great stepping stone for success for you over the years, and hopefully that will be repeated. Um, you've then got other horses entered in the race, but I, I can't help but notice they're also entered elsewhere. One being, of course, your first winner of the Chester Cup, uh, Cleveland. Uh, he has an entry for the Gold Cup, but he's also entered in, in the Copper Horse Handicap. Is he more likely to take up that engagement? Yes, that's the plan. He goes there. Uh, he seems to have come out with Chester well, and it's... it's uh, um, obviously back to a mile and six we were um, probably delighted with the way he got the two and a quarter in Chester tough race and big handicap and he's a relatively uh, unexperienced horse um, so and we've been very happy with him since so the plan is he goes to the handicap at the moment and uh, and uh, see what happens like he's obviously a four year old but he's a baby four year old he hasn't had much experience he didn't run last year um, so uh, no looking forward to seeing him run as well and another horse that you've got in the Gold Cup is Wordsworth, but there's also the alternative of the Queen Alexandra for him. Um, yeah, that's, that's the plan for him, uh, to go to the Queen Alexandra. Uh, we thought it was a race that would suit him. He's had some very good runs over nearly cup distances, and uh, um, we, we thought that that would be a nice race for him. Uh, everything seems well with him. We ran to Curry the last year over a mile and a half and ran a nice race. So, uh, no, we're looking forward to seeing him run as well. Okay. Um, Broom has the, the option of the Prince of Wales, but the Hardwick probably more likely for him, I would have thought. Yeah, that's the plan, absolutely. Go to the Hardwick. Uh, he had a long time off. Uh, he had a lovely comeback run in the Tattersalls at the Curl over mile and a quarter. He finished uh, four or fifth just behind the, the main horses. Uh, we were delighted with that run. We think the mile and a half was Susan Wild. And having won the Grand Prix de Saint Cloud last year, I mean, he's demonstrated really top class form on his on his day. The the mile four in Group Two company should really be right up his street. Yeah, we we always thought that uh, uh, he would listen. He, he has got a mile and a half well, and Ascot will suit him well, and and he's had a run. Um, and uh, no, and he seems to be in good form at the moment. And has he shown you? I wondered, was there any issue with him training on as a six-year-old? But has he shown you the right signs at home that he still has that enthusiasm uh, after his yeah, season appearance? Yeah, unusual for us. At, I think he's a six-year-old coach. Uh, his mind is brilliant. His physical uh, is probably better than ever. So that's all unusual. Um, he's, he's a very kind, good-natured horse, and that's been a big help to him. Um, no, like we would say, has been all very positive this year with him so far. The Queen and Mother Earth would have the option of going for the Phillies contest instead, the Duke of Cambridge stakes. Is that potential run for her? Um, yes, I uh, know the plan is to run Order of Australia in the Queen Anne. Uh, he's, uh, his last run 
uh, at America last year. He got a fracture, and that's why that's, uh, his run was disappointing. But he's back in good shape and ready to run again. And uh, happy with him. The Phillies, the plan is to go to the Phillies race with her. Uh, a good field, a plenty cover suits her best. Uh, she didn't get that in Newbury. She didn't get any cover from the makeup of the race. But we think and hope that she leaves that run behind her, and, and she seems to be in good form. I thought that run uh, in the the lockage behind the absolutely magnificent Bayid was just too bad to be true. I mean, she's a, a, a proper Group 1 performer. She's Guinea's winner, placed in at Royal Ascot last year. Uh, did she show you anything afterwards? No, yeah, no. Like I said, if she doesn't get cover, she can do that sometimes, and that's always been her. And uh, She just got exposed, really, the whole race. And the way the race uh, set up, Ryan couldn't get cover on, and that's the way it was, and, and she can do that sometimes. So we think uh, in a more competitive race with plenty of horses around her, and, and she's... Uh, I guess loads of covers. We should see a much better run. And you mentioned Order of Australia, so he will uh, be back and will go for the the Queen Anne. How has he been been doing now? Back as a five year old. Yeah, no, very happy with him. And like I said, he got injured his last run. Like his last run, I think with Baid, he was only a length and a half, two lengths behind him. Obviously, he hasn't had a run this year, which he would have preferred to have had a run. But on his best form, like I think it's only time he ran again. By he ran against him in, in France in Longchamp, and I think he was only beaten a length and a half. So, um, no, very happy with everything he's doing so far. Yeah, his form of Bayid is right there for all to see. So he could be potentially a big, big player for you in the Queen Anne. And uh, great that he's back in action as well. Uh, United Nations missed the derby. Is he going to go for the King Edward the Seventh Stakes? No, we might not have a runner into King Edward um, at the moment. Uh, he's on a break and he probably won't be back until the ledger trials later on in the year. Okay, that brings me then to the Queen's Vase. Um, is is there a, an intention to run anything in, in a race that you've got a really good record in? Yes, we have a horse that ran in the Galnool. Um, he ran a nice race. He's at Colt uh, out of Banzara. And uh, that's only been his only run this year. We think stepping up him, him stepping up and trip uh, will suit him well. Uh, everything is, is well with him at the moment, and, and that's the race we were going to run him. Okay, that is uh, Anchorage, um, the uh, Galileo. Anchorage, yes. So, yes. yeah, he's he's an intriguing horse, and uh, interesting to see that the, the others have been uh, left to one side. Uh, Emily Dickinson, will she take up her engagement at, at Royal Ascot? Yeah, she's she's in that, and I think she's also in the ribbon sale. Um, any ease in the ground would help her. Um, it's possible that she could run in that. Um, um, she's also, like I say, in the ribbon sale. One or the other, she could run. But if if the ground stays on the sharp side, she could maybe go for the more distant race. Um, good form. Uh, she was a bit disappointing in Linkfield in uh, Oaks trial, but uh, we think uh, she leaves that one behind her, and especially if any ease comes in the ground. And the other horse that comes to mind for the Ribblesdale is History, a horse that you and I have talked about before, um, ran a massive race um, just before, slightly disappointing in, in the Irish 1000 Guineas. What is the, the thought process with her? Yeah, no, very happy with her. She won her trial on the way to the Curra and then she ran disappointment at the Curra. So we're going to step her up and trip. At the moment, it looks like she might run into Ribblesdale. She's very classy. We're not sure about a mile and a half, but there's a chance that she could get it. Uh, we love fast ground. Uh, he's in good shape and... Uh, very happy with her since her last run. So we think at the moment she could be the main one for the ribbon today. And Tenebrisium obviously has been uh, a, a real star for you, winning a, a Group 1 race as a juvenile, having missed most of last year. So that was a credit to, her, to herself and how she did that. And, and you, you and your team for getting her out and the ride that Ryan gave her on the day. Um, I, I had real high hopes for her in the, in the 1,000 guineas. And I wonder if you'd be tempted to give another 
crack at, at the 1000 Guineas because I've, I've read a, a number of previews saying that she'll go for the Commonwealth Cup, but I haven't heard, I haven't actually seen a quote from you that says that. So I wonder, is the coronation still in, in mind for her? Yeah, the coronation is the plan. Uh, ah. We were a bit, um, we, we, we didn't really know what happened in the Guineas. She just got trapped between two horses for the first three, four, four runs in line and just felt that she was being over-racing. So we couldn't say at the end of the race whether that was the reason why she didn't get the last half of furlong or uh, she didn't stay. So she's come out of the race well. We've given her plenty of time to come back um, and we decided to give her another chance. I had at home, so you'd say, look, at there's a chance that she could get a mile. She's very well. Um, so we're going to learn a lot about her and we're excited to see what she's going to do, another run at a mile and she can drop back after that. But uh, she's doing everything lovely and showing all the right signs that there's a chance that she could get it. So we're looking forward to seeing what's going to happen there in the coronation as well. Yeah, I'm glad to see that she's going to be given another chance at a mile because I, I felt that couldn't have been right. Will the, the policy remain in place of flying the horses over in on the morning and then flying them back that night? At the moment, Emma, that's the plan, uh, I think. I like that. They they wake up at Belly Doyle, as do you, fly over to Ascot straight back that night and uh, fall asleep in Belly Doyle. It's it's tremendous operation. Aidan, best of luck to you for the week. Um, we'll be cheering you on and uh, looking forward to chatting to you again on the Final Forum podcast. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to join us at such a busy time of the year for you. Appreciate it, Emma. It's a pleasure. Uh, thanks very much. Aidan O'Brien sending a very powerful team, as always, to Royal Ascot, particularly keep a close eye on his juveniles. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Now, last week for TalkSport 2, I spoke with John Gosden about some of his Royal Ascot contenders. Here's what he had to say. Mishriff in the Prince of Wales, uh, is he set to come He's back? Prince of Wales or Eclipse. There's no decision at this stage. One or, one or the other. He won't be going to both. You must be delighted to have him back, though, as a five-year-old. Yeah, yeah. He had it. didn't go quite right. In the, he went right the year before in, the, in Riyadh, but not this year. But uh, he's, he's happy and well, and he's... He's uh, he's going to be breezing tomorrow. Yeah, he's he's also I think that might be sleeping under the radar. Uh, in spiral, due to come back at Royal Ascot. Yes, that's the plan. We're going straight to the uh, to the coronation with her, and uh, she'll she'll be working uh, tomorrow as well, and just through the week picking up you know, preparation. And she's incredibly exciting, unbeaten in four starts. So we're looking forward to seeing her back on the track. And of course, uh, a horse that we're very much looking forward to seeing back on the track takes us back to York, who. 
made his, his comeback uh, at York, and that's Stradivarius back as an eight-year-old for a fourth attempt at the at the Gold Cup. Uh, I did yeah. I did really like, uh, and I was on air with Lee on, on that day. Uh, I loved your your interview at Doncaster when you um, you turned to uh, one of the team from Sky and said, "Well, finally." Finally, Frankie has admitted that he messed it up at, at Ascot. Uh, the, the the Gold Cup was was a, a nightmare last year. It's incredibly sporting yeah, well, of, of Bjorn Nielsen to, to bring him back as a as an eight year old. Yeah, yeah it, it didn't work out. Look, I take nothing from the winner, who I think was was highly impressive that day. But I'm afraid we got ourselves way too far back. It was a spit in the field and got pinned on the rail and never got a chance. To, to challenge, so it was all a bit of a bit of a non-event. But that these things happen. Uh, I, he's a horse who does not want to be seeing um, doesn't want to be seeing slow, deep ground. So I hope the rain stays away. He's at his best on old-fashioned, good ground and summer ground. And how has he been since uh, since he's come back at York? Good, no good. You know, he's out there bouncing around. He shouts, says hello to everybody. He's, he's a great character and a lot of. A lot of fun to be around. I mean, you know, training an eight-year-old full horse is a lot different, obviously, to training an eight-year-old gelding. Different yeah. challenges. Yeah, I, I do remember Aidan O'Brien and Johnny Murta talking about how Yates's mind started to, to go after he won the Gold Cup. He was very much focused on the paddocks now, please. Thanks very much. So um, Yes, yes. Uh, this fellow likes, he likes the girls too, but uh, we'll just see. He's... He's certainly uh, sort of a little bit of a. He's an un, he's an unusual horse. He's he's tough. He's he's he's, he's playful and he enjoys his routine and he he loves his training. So uh, and he's 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 even more professional than the jockey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. That's that's going to become a ringtone. Um, <laughs> just to hope that search for search for a song isn't. Uh, in close proximity to him before the start of the race and uh, after that. Well, that wouldn't be good, would it? <laughs> no, yeah. it wouldn't be ideal. Uh, it would, wouldn't be a good idea. John Gosden, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast owner's morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most expensive horse Sunday have ever bought. To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, but instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kalugi also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalugisportsbook.co.uk Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.